0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
1: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment
0: Welcome to episode 33 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox just got swept in a four-game series at the Trop. How you doing, Joey?
1: It's the Jason Veritek episode. It's
0: the Jason Veritek episode.
1: Yeah, this is the soonest after game that we've ever recorded. Yeah. The final out was maybe three minutes ago. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so this is going to be a lot more reactionary than any other episode that we've done. This this stinks. That sucked. That was so, so, so
0: bad. That was so, like, you get the Raffi Homer. Let's just jump right into this game. You get the Raffi Homer, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Salvage one, boys. Like, going into tonight, there's no way to feel. You got Cutter Crawford on the mound, which, to Cutter's credit, he's been he's been good. And right. I always look at these fill-in guys from Worcester as, like, where's the scale of what I expect them to do? And then forget – sometimes you got to forget the stats and really just, like, watch them on the mound. Stats obviously matter. But, like, I felt good with Cutter Crawford out there, and I, I never thought that I'd be saying yeah. that, considering he was so bad to start the year. So – these fill in starts suck. I think it's what nine of the last 13 Red Sox starts have been by rookies. And not only has it caught up to him, and, and not in this game, I'm just saying in general, it finally feels oh, okay. You need, you need Ivaldi, you need major league starters to be in there. And that's more of a side note because Cutter Crawford, you know, up until the what the seventh inning did mm-hmm. his job tonight. Some would argue probably should have taken him out after six, gone right to Schreiber in the seventh. But Schreiber. It seems like Cora only goes to Schreiber in emergency situations. Like, okay, Diekman's given up two runners, Uh, Brazier's left a guy on and given up a bomb. Here comes Schreiber. We got to save the lead. I'd almost rather he be in more uh, clean inning situations. And tonight, I mean, who knows tonight? Because Schreiber, you could argue that was his worst outing uh, of the year. Even though, yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think there's any
1: argument to be had. I think it certainly was.
0: No, it has to be because he's only given up runs in like two. outings, but it's also tough to say because outside of plunking the guy, it was like a ground ball that gets through in the left. I it's know. a chopper that gets over an infield that's pulled in. So think by, here, the box think score, there.
1: by the box score, it's the worst. Start box
0: score, it's the worst, but even with it being the worst, I kind of take that back a little bit because it's not like he got hit hard, but either way, uh, that seventh inning was an absolute nightmare and it reminds you, Joey, how quick mm. these games can turn around because Cutter's cruising. He was cruising yeah. through six, looking great. I think he's at like 81, 82 pitches. Sox had gotten those two insurance runs. Duran had a great at-bat. Uh, JD had a great at-bat. A uh, Really good take on, I believe, a 2-2 count to get the 3-2 count, then draw the walk. Wild pitch gets Duran in. Big double by bogey, and the top of the six gets JD in. you you got to hit it pretty far in, in play to get JD in from first. And – how did you feel when they're up three, nothing? How are you feeling? Cause it's only, it's still only the sixth inning, but how are you feel You're not feeling great.
1: No, no, I never had any confidence at all. <laughs> I kind of I, did. I, I did, only honestly. did in the ninth, in the ninth. I felt like, you know, doogie on second, no, no outs, yeah. one run game. That's when I felt confident. And, uh, I mean, I still, I still had this looming dread of like, don't you guys dare, don't you do not do this to me. Uh, and they did, they dared, they did it. Uh, uh, Rasmussen, 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 he's a guy who like, I, I said his name before I ever heard his name. And so now when I hear people say his name, I think they say Rasmussen, right? I, I, I don't know. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, it's always going to be Rasmussen to me. If you want to correct me, go ahead. But it's, yeah. it's always Rasmussen to me. Uh, him and cutter had like the exact same line through like three or four innings. Yeah. So cutter was really cruising. I mean, uh, like different eye test, obviously, but uh, he was he was cruising. Um Something about the way the runs came in, those three runs just didn't feel sustainable. It didn't feel like there's going to be much more offense. You, you did not think the Sox were going to win one nothing after the Raffy solo bomb? You didn't think that was <sighs> well, so, it? something about Raf? OK, Rafi already got his bomb out of the way. OK, I thought it's, oh, he had a chance at and
0: a, he had a chance at a second one.
1: I know. I was but, like,
0: this would be the spot. Tie it up 5-5. Five, five, but
1: but when it's 3-0, I'm like, okay, Rafi already got his bomb out of the way. And then there was a wild pitch Duran scored on. And mm-hmm. bogey with JD on second. Which, like, how often is that going to happen? So oh, right. JD
0: was on second. I take that back. Yeah, he wasn't he on first. Got, he was on second. Good call. Yeah, yeah. he
1: advanced on that, on that wild That's right. pitch. Wild pitch. That's right. Um, it just felt like I don't know how much more offense is going to come. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I mean, seeing Cutter come out in the seventh was certainly shocking. I didn't, I'm not going to, you know, play revisionist history and say like, oh, I totally saw that coming. Everyone could have told you that. I mean, he was cruising. He looked good. Uh, But something about pulling Schreiber in, uh, in you know, these emergency situations feels like Alex saying like, no, we're going to win this one. Whenever Schreiber comes out. It feels like he's saying, no, nah, we're going to win this one. We're well, we're chasing this win.
0: Schreiber's the only guy in these situations that seems to get out of him. Like, you go down the list, yeah. Robles isn't on the team anymore. Diekman has, like, the whatever. What, what was the stat? I, thought, I saw Stats tweet this. He has, like, the third or fourth most meltdowns. In the majors, out of the bullpen, so he's you can't really rely on him. Sawamura in that situation, anyone got faith in that? Second and third, no outs, no walks in a run. Yeah, he walks in a run, probably hits the other guy, and then gives up a, a bases clearing double. So I, I just there's very few guys in the Red Sox bullpen that you can go to right now that can hold anybody on base of the that the previous guy gave up. So getting Whitlock back there is going to be huge. But this this game sucks. This series is like this is inexcusable.
1: You know, to go you to could Tampa have? and lose all four. It can't happen. I know, it's awful. And the way that they lost, they're all ugly. They oh, ugly. And you know what they were? This is this is like an indictment. I don't like saying this. This is like a bad term to throw around, but I'm going to. They sunk. some of them, some of them. Yeah, they looked stinky. No, <laughs> some of them looked lazy. They were. That's like, that's really damning. You don't want to be saying that about your team, but the, some of them looked lazy. Question, Joey?
0: Yeah. We should put the Cora audio in right now from after game <laughs> three, it, which ends in the Catillo question. But I think, yeah. to your point of the laziness, this was Alex Cora after game three, which uh, I don't even, all the scores mesh together. I think they lost four to one. And this was on the fourth run coming in late, where Ref Snyder just kind of held the ball. I'm like, it's like throw, throw it, what? You, get the ball in. Stays out and right. And this was after the collapse in Game Two uh, as well. So yeah, Cora after Game Three, he's pretty upset. This is about as upset as you're going to hear Alex Cora in a post-game presser.
2: Those are the things that we're not doing well. We're not playing good baseball right now. Uh, it's a uh, a lot of mistakes, you know, and discussing those games. And, uh, you know, we need to start playing better baseball if we, we want to be the team that we, we envision in, <clears throat> in spring training. During the season, Alex, what can you do to correct that? We're working, you know, we're working and we're talking. We talk about the plays, you know, but uh, there's a lot of moving parts. But you know what? They got a lot of moving parts, you know, and they have a lot of injuries and they keep playing. You know, they play 27 outs and they're playing good baseball and they're pitching and they're hustling, you know, and that's why they keep winning. You know, there's no surprise. It's not analytics or this and that, you know, it's like they play 27 outs. They play hard, you know, and, uh, you know, we when you see them on the other side, it's impressive what they're doing. You know, they got a lot of injuries, too, and they're playing very, very hard. What do you think when you guys guys were doing that yourself in June and Mm -hmm. you guys were doing that in June? The, what, you know, what do you think sort of changed with this team? I mean, I mean we had a great weekend, you know. I'm not going to blast them, you know, but you got to keep playing, you know. Like I said, nobody's going to feel sorry for your for your injuries or who's playing, whatever. you got to show up every day. And, you know, we've been very sloppy lately, you know, and we got to get better. Are you implying that you guys aren't playing hard? No, I'm not implying that. I'm saying they're playing hard. The ending of that clip.
0: Yeah, ending of that clip. So here, Katillo, I know I get on Katillo, but this is me really getting on him. He's been he's way too comfortable now. He's way too comfy with everything he does. He's too comfy with the manager, way too comfy with me. I'm putting I'm posting the other day, first time I'm on TV in my life on NBC Sports yeah. Boston. Fun time, it was great. I love that they had me on. Hopefully I can do it more. I put it on my Instagram, which to me is a safe space. That's like Twitter, right. say whatever you want about me. I've seen it all. Instagram, mm-hmm. nah, 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 nah. Nah, this is this is these are my friends, all right. And right. of course, everyone's saying nicely, congrats, oh, it's great. He comes in, uh, you have the the biggest head I've ever seen. Like, get just go. To, first off, get out of my face and go to bed. And you suck. And so he asked that at the end of the Cora clip. There, it's like, oh, are you in, are you implying, you know, that. Your team uh, isn't playing hard enough. And he just, he just like, looks dead in his face like, no, Dude. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the Rays. And he just kept staring at him. I know you can't see that in the He the, gave him such a good death stare. It was, it was great. It was
1: really good. Uh, yeah. Chris Smith uh, tweeted it today, like just a screenshot of the death stare. And yeah. said, like Mr. and Mrs. Katillo when they see that all the ice cream in their freezer is gone. <laughs> um if there's ever it was good. Mrs. Cattillo, that's going to be a hard sell. <laughs> but, I mean, that was... That was uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, I can't believe you asked that. I can't believe you just came out and said it. Uh, he must have a good relationship with those guys to be throwing a question out there like that. Because that was well, I think he feels tight with
0: Cora. It's you yeah. gotta watch yourself though with these guys. And, and Cora is great, but like you can't get too comfy. You ca- <laughs> yeah. you can't. The second you get too comfy, you to be like, hold on there, cowboy. Like let's mm-hmm. let's relax here. And I, I don't I don't necessarily big time disagree with the question.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. It's worded differently. You exactly. drop the are you implying and just say like hey, straight up. You think do you think your guys say, you think you look guys look could lazy? be
0: playing harder.
1: You think they could yeah. be playing harder. I don't think
0: that's a bad question.
1: It's not a bad question because the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. And then they you just want certainly to have be the,
0: don't you just and I understand Chris just wants to have the answer of yes, so he can put that in his article and Alex Gore even admitted that they're not playing. I get it. Either way, I agree with you, Joey. It looked lazy. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. play of the series to me, and we're gonna be jumping all over the place just breaking down this pain and sorrow of this four gamer in Tampa. It's the only I think it's the second sweep of the year. The other one was what put them to 10 and 19 against the White Sox at Fenway at the start of May. So what kills me is, and we could have done a whole short on this. The strong play in game two, is so inexcusable and so bad uh, on endless amounts of levels. Now, I'm curious your thoughts on this specific element of it because it brings me no joy to be like, mm. what the hell, guy that just got hit by a line drive at the major league level? In but your pitching like, hand? Yeah, literally got hit off the hand and was probably a little rattled from that. But I might be asking too much here. I don't know if I am. You got to use your head. I understand it's a confusing – there's a lot going on. It's chaos, all right? You just get hit by a liner, You're trying to find out where the ball is. You get the ball, and you're like, oh, do I still have time? You don't really know if you have time. You kind of turn around and whip it over there. It was – and I'm I'm yelling at the TV. Just, no, hold, hold on. Hold. Oh, my God. He threw it. And immediately it goes past Franchi. Franchi then kind of lobs it back to Christian, who's not looking at him. He's trying to get time from the ump. I know a lot of people saying, oh, Christian's got to smother that. Look Like, watch the play over again. When Franchi throws it, Christian's not even looking at him, which is another thing for Franchi. Yeah. Like, don't – he didn't even need to throw it. Don't throw that. So, so that's yeah. – Yeah. Those both sucked.
1: I think one more than the other. I think I'm willing to excuse Matt Strom, not just because he's Matt Strom. I can fully excuse it. But that was such a bad play. If you have a better first baseman, a better defensive first baseman than Franchi Cordero standing at first, that ball doesn't get away. It wasn't off the bag. It was in the dirt. And, and like, wait, wait,
0: wait! Let me watch like this back. And like you said,
1: this it was one of the, in the worst dirt. throws ever. It it was bad, but he also had just got hit in that hand, and like you said, he was rattled and whatever. And it getting away is not the end of the world. Franchi deciding to throw it home from the bullpen to a catcher who's not looking to save a run that's not about to be scored
0: is way worse. I'm I'm watching this play over again. No one's catching this because like the runner. It's it's not even it's not really close to Franchi. He basically throws it at the runner who's in the way. Franchi's probably not expecting a throw, which is another element of this. And it Wh- goes. Why wide. not? Is he not looking at Matt Strom? He is looking at Strom, but I'm then saying Then he should see his arm throw the ball at him. He does it all in one motion. This play by Strom is inexcusable. You have to eat this. The guy when he throws it, the guy's like all, a foot away from first. He's I would like away, to see the- leaning away throws it past him. That th- that play absolutely sucked. It might have even hit the runner. It was so bad. And I then, can't yeah, believe Franchi his hand froze it when when Vasquez isn't looking at him. The Franchi throws things too.
1: That's awful. That's awful. The play's dead. At least with Strom, it's like he thinks that the, the play is alive and there's you know there's an out to be made. With Franchi, he created a play that was already dead. I think, but an element of the Strom play is he
0: should understand how much time has transpired that that there's not there's not a play to be made. Like that's that's what killed me is because watching this it's like in no scenario are you throwing this guy out at first and he's got you got to understand the game situation like that was a huge part of this you have first and second two outs you're you're still up two to one and immediately he gave up Brazier's run uh, on the first pitch I believe a a Mm -hmm. liner up the middle. So it's like all right, settle down. Worst case you eat that ball. By the way, it, when did the phrase so, become it"? Like I I
1: don't <laughs> imagine know. Imagine
0: if the guy, imagine if Strom just like started eating the ball. That would be crazy. But yeah, it's it just uh the play So if so let's say let's
1: say that that throws a little more uh on target, right? But it's still late. Right? That run yeah. still comes in, right? Not, that doesn't no. that doesn't change that. Wasn't he was already rounding third? Right? Or he was I don't, already I don't on think third. that
0: Let's see. No, I don't think Pretty it does. Sure. He, was, he wasn't was at third yet when Strom threw.
1: Okay. Never mind. Because I was going to so say, like, that's that's what puts the Frenchie one over the edge for me, is that, like, that runner had no intention of coming home. Like, that play was dead, and you would have still had the lead. Oh,
0: the last—see, that's the thing. It's because the—trust me, I'm not in excusing the Frenchie play. The Frenchie play sucked.
2: It, I like think they it, yeah
0: runners on third but the, the thing here is that two guys came in so like that's it's not like one run scored two guys came in the first one was on the wild throw the second one was on the franchise throw so right you have the tying and go ahead runs in the sixth inning of a game that Chris Sale started gave up none you just coughed up three on on garbage I mean two of them specifically so I, I just I can't remember at least in recent memory a more annoying, like, 15 seconds of Red Sox baseball. I know.
1: How quick, dude. How oh. quick. It's crazy. I feel like there were moments like that in April, but I'm trying to... Uh, I think I blacked it out. Maybe not like a double error like that, but there were definitely moments where, like, in the course of, like, 30 seconds, the game just completely changed a lot, course. A lot of late gamers. A lot of late gamers where it's like, oh, wait, it's they
0: yeah. lost. <laughs> the the yeah. Another one in Tampa, where in the extras, where the Sox got no hit through nine. Mm-hmm. And then they got two in the tenth, and all of a sudden they lost three to two because uh, Kiermaier went deep after they got the guy in from second. That was Robles, stunningly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so Dude, you know what I else just, was pretty yeah. ugly in this series that, like, I don't think has really been an issue, and maybe I'm I'm still blacking that out, or maybe I just have the memory of a mole rat. Uh, is the the base running? Is this the first series where like base running has been like a major point of? Which one? Games. Which one sticks out the most? Probably the Verdugo one more.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't even call it. I think that's just like a. It, uh, I guess that's base running on the base path. On, on the Ma- ba-
1: creating outs on the base
0: path. Yeah, yeah. I'm more always thinking of like if a guy's trying to stretch three when he should have clearly stayed two. That that play. Well, another. I mean, that's that's what top of the seventh. So you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, Doogie gets the double, and it's first and third, and it's like, oh, okay, Sox are going to get this right back. First and third, no outs. And that was another thing that drove me nuts. You're getting too greedy with the bunt stuff. Like, you already had the squeeze bunt with Franchi, with Verdugo, the same exact guys involved. How many times, Joey, have you ever seen two successful squeezes in the same game? I don't think I've ever seen that. No. And, no. yeah, if you and I are at home sitting on the couch – Expecting mm-hmm. the bunt, I got a damn good idea. The Rays are as well, so your element of surprise is completely gone, and the catcher is very aware of what you're potentially about to do. So naturally, if he doesn't get the bunt on, he's gonna hose one down to third, and Doogie's got to be way more aware of that. He's gonna be way more ready for that. I wouldn't yes. have had, I wouldn't have even put the bunt on. I just, just have him swing away. It's, it's first and third, no outs. If he strikes out, whatever, double play, you still tie the game. So, I I don't know. Well, that that's was the thing. A Franchi,
1: Franchi swinging away right now is awful, dude. Franchi know. is looking like big. Franchi from last year again, dude. I he mean, it's a, it's a small sample size. It's basically this series and the prior one. But, I mean, awful. I, I, I didn't uh, check these stats after the game ended, so these are like from halfway through the game. Uh, it's actually just through the second inning of game four. But th- in this series, through his first eight plate appearances, eight strikeouts. Yeah. That Bad. is horrendous. That's that's horrible. In the last homestand, uh, he went four for 21 with 10 strikeouts. He's absolutely not seeing the ball right now. So, I mean, telling him to swing away, you're basically guaranteeing a strikeout. I think that kind of says something about the faith that Cora has in Franchi right now, that he's telling him, hey, just run the bunt again. I don't know. Don't well, be put, swinging he, that Cora thing. had him up there with two outs in the ninth.
0: Instead of pinch it in JD in game, uh, I think what that was the same game, right? Was that later in the same yeah, game? Socks down one.
1: Yeah, but Against I mean, the I, I guess that's got JD was like absolutely off the table. It sounded it like JD I, I was must like have, a big I, unless I heard the wrong thing earlier in the
0: game. I thought it was they were saying he's available to pinch it, but he, he clearly wasn't. But I, I just I don't know how how unavailable is he to pinch it when he's looking good the next night. I I don't know. Whatever. I I don't know. This series sucks. Everything sucked. Well, (laughs) well, that that situation with Franchi in the ninth, I'm like, this guy's got a filthy slider. Franchi's just going to... That's all they're going to throw him. And that's all they threw him. And he struck out. It was like the most obvious end of the game ever. But this game was lost in the bottom of the sixth and the top of the seventh. Game two of the series, the sale return. Uh, Last thing on Franchi, this month, July, Mm -hmm. and this doesn't count. I'm just going off a reference so they don't have uh, game four of this series. But heading into Thursday... Hitting 180, one homer, four RBIs, 20 strikeouts in 39 at bats. He's striking out in more than half of his at bats, and it feels like it.
1: I so will say, I will tough. say, and just to devil's advocate for for Franchi a little bit here. Um, the slump hasn't been all too long. If you look at uh, the road trip right before their prior homestand, right? So they're they're just their their last road trip, the one that was uh, Cleveland toronto chicago uh he went nine for 22 it only struck out five times so yeah no he was good in that stretch yeah so it 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 is a newer thing uh but i mean you really don't want to be showing shades of an old problem you know that's really bad to kind of fall back into old habits and it's kind of what it looks like it is what it looks like uh i guess we'll talk
0: sales return see that that's the thing as we Mm -hmm. always say Mm -hmm. recording day (laughs) dictates the vibe of the show Well, and before they, we get
1: positive with the sale thing, do you want to just wallow in one more bad thing real quick? Of course, of course. Might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to keep doing it, too. Uh, sure. Trevor Story got hit on the hand, and he had a negative x-ray, but he's still going to be sitting for a little bit. He got he's hit. Gonna, hey, let's yeah. be real, though. He's going to be sitting, mm-hmm. but it looked
0: way worse than what it actually is. He's likely going to play in the Yankee yeah. series. So,
1: yeah, I I'll take can, that. I, that's wild, man. I mean, he... Did you hear the sound that that made, dude? I thought it, I thought was, it was, was a bat. foul ball. Yeah, yeah I thought it was too. a bat. Yeah. That's cra- That's loud. So it was this ring finger, which for whatever reason feels worse. Just because it's a smaller knuckle, you know, yeah. it feels like it's worse and like more fragile. But, I mean, the way he went down, dude, he went down like he knew there was something up. I, I can't believe that the x-ray came back negative. I can't either. I
0: can't either. That was very surprising. You always just base it off of how long the guy is like leaning over and like, oh God, this is, it was giving me like Bryce Harper vibes from what happened in San Diego. Chris yeah, Sale yeah. made his return on Tuesday. He went five innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts. He did his part, Joey. He did his part on Tuesday. The fastball velocity was up from last year. He was, I think he hit 97, I believe, which is definitely better than we've seen from him recently. And uh, the slider, you know when, like, out of sight, out of mind means so many things to me. And one of the biggest with pitchers is when you forget their, like, hidden tricks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I almost forgot how filthy that slider is, man. It is... yeah. It is a almost a one of one kind of slider that I don't even know how you hit it. Like if you're a righty and and forget lefties. I mean, I, I don't even know how you see it if you're a lefty. If you're a righty though, and that starts so outside, I would give up on that every time. Like if you're if he gets a strike on mm-hmm. the outside corner, it probably looks like literally unhittable if he's dotting that thing, which he was uh, against the Rays. I know it was they hit him hard, I think second time through the lineup. Mm-hmm. But overall, his pace was great. He got pissed off there, which I'm just gonna guess was because Yandy Diaz kept trying to draw walks on strikes that he was throwing. Which is Yandy Diaz is annoying. He's he kind of yeah. he complains and like he he does the assuming it's a walk thing, walking down to first a lot. Not a huge Yandy Diaz guy. Um, but Sale, I think, got kind of pissed off at that, and then he got him out, and he was <laughs> he had a couple choice words uh, as he was going towards the dugout. But overall, yeah, your reaction to the the sale return.
1: Well, dude. First of all, that slider. Just seeing it again. Oof. So Oof. If if he time traveled back, or not time traveled, but if he was, not, like, you can't time travel, Steve. It's not possible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if he did, you can't. But if he did, uh, if he was pitching in like 1910, the first time that they saw <laughs> him throw that, they like the umpire would be, would stand up and be like, No, 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 what no, no. What is that
0: no. demonry?
1: You can't do that. Yeah, they'd burn him. They'd burn him at the stake. They'd be like, You he can't do. That. Be- Murdered on the mound. <laughs> we would have a different rule book now, and it would be like you cannot throw from over here. You know, well, like you know, halfway to the plate with an arm span of nine feet. Uh, that's it, it's lunacy, dude. Uh, I mean, it looked he looked so good, and it sucks that it was ultimately wasted. Um, because you know, that's all he really cares about. Right. It's him like it's the team walking away with a win. I actually believe that. I that's probably one of the most over said things by
0: players of like, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about my stats. Cut the BS. It is about your stats. It's about the money. It's about all of that. Sales got his dough. He's and 33. It, yeah Exactly.
1: It's the situation. So it's, the, it's yeah. like his age and his money. And he's also good. that he's been he's a true competitor. He's been out for so long. Yeah. He's back with a team that is contending. Like I think it the stars aligned. Like if there was ever a guy who only wanted to win, it's Chris Sale. So I think the, like him going out there and having five scoreless innings, he probably still left thinking it was somehow his fault that yeah. they didn't win.
0: That was that game sucks so bad because like basically he's done after five. And so I'm I'm hitting up Nate and being like, Hey, you know, can we get the a pitching graphic? He's like, Gotcha. And you're just kind of, I don't, you're just still in like sale day headspace of like, oh, you the hype of it. And he was good. And like, I'm checking on what Spears saying and all these guys breaking down the stats and seeing what Red Sox stats saying, you know, getting a vibe for the nation after sales return for 2022. And I think that was another element of the sixth inning that was such a pain in the ass because it was just like, boom, they're losing. <laughs> it's just immediately, it almost, you kind of forgot mm-hmm. you, you were. I'm looking at my phone and I'm not fully paying attention to what what was happening in the bottom of the sixth. So Brazier comes in, gives up a single, gets an out, walks uh, parades, strikes out a Rosa So I'm like, all right, two outs, they'll be fine. Then uh, Mejia hits a single, t- and then and then the the chaos happens. Then it's yeah. uh, another single. Strom comes in. Uh, it was it, it all sucked. But. I just, yeah, just a frustrating series, man. I mean, it's hard to... When you lose four and you came into the series as the top wild card team, you leave the series two and a half back of the Rays. The Red Sox are behind the Mariners now, which is wow. really saying something. They are the a Mariners half game win behind Seattle. Uh, let's see. I think that game's... By the time you guys listen to this, that game will be... They'll be tied with the Mariners. The Mariners look like they're going to lose. But okay. as of when we're recording... The Mariners are ahead of the Red Sox uh, as they had one ten ten in a row coming into Thursday. The Blue Jays—what are the Jays doing? This is what happens when we record like right after the show, but it's fine. They lost to the well, Royals. I think the- What's up with the Blue Jays, dude? Actually, I, I just want to take a—can we just talk about the Blue Jays real quick? They I would Montoya. love to.
1: Let's talk about another
0: team. Another please. team. <laughs> Does- do the Blue Jays make any sense? Like, why are None. they? They're only—they have the same record as the Red Sox. And, and the they Sox have, started with like one of the worst starts in team history and they're both 47 and 43.
1: They were like basically the favorite alongside the Yankees to win the division. I they, would say the Blue Jays were like the national favorite to make the World Series out of the American League. And they do not do it and they have the biggest home field advantage you can imagine. Sometimes 100%. some players just can't play there. And sometimes it's like impactful players. Do you say the Royals just beat them? The Royals beat them three. The to Royals win. had, I'm sure you saw this, Steve. Ten guys ten didn't go. Players that could not go to Canada. Benny Buttcheeks, All Star. That's Was embarrassing. Not that's
0: crazy. Springer for three. Laddie their... over four. Bichette over oh. two. Chapman My one God. for four. What? I don't get this team. I, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's going to sound like I'm like wanting the Jays. I don't like. <laughs> there's a lot of guys in the Jays I'm not a big fan of, but mm-hmm. I just every time the Blue Jays and, the, and the, Joey there's typically one of these teams every year that yeah. you look at the box score and you're like what like, like
2: they wait lost a to,
0: the Jays are the ultimate they lost to who <laughs> they've had so many of those this year but I'm thankful I mean the Red Sox are they're skidding they're having a brutal July after those two games against the Yankees you're feeling good you're like all right things are going well then they lose four to the Tampa Bay friggin Rays. Who are missing a lot of guys? As is, you know they don't have Franco. We talked about Franco before the series. I didn't see he was on the IL uh, heading mm-hmm. into it. You, you don't have Kiermaier, who is one of my favorite players. It's not on the Sox. and
1: you lost every single mm-hmm. effing game. Yeah, Margot, obviously. I, like, yeah, yeah, there's just so many guys that like impactful guys that just were not a factor. The Socks are four or, like, and ten in think. July. After being
0: one win away from their best June in team history, they are four and ten in the month of July. Heading into a three gamer in New York, and my God, Joey, do they need the All Star break? <laughs> they are it a is... game
1: and a half ahead of the Baltimore. Well,
0: the the Orioles are one of the best teams I've ever seen, so like that's not
1: that's fine. How crazy is that, huh? This is gonna be this is gonna be something. I mean, the second half of this year is gonna be banana land. It is.
0: I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like, it's hard for you know. I'm always I'm always positive, positive Paul. But that's what we call you. Again. That's what everyone bucks. calls me. Yeah, yeah. it's never like, to your face. No, no. Um, they always say like, oh, there goes Steve from television, or there goes positive Paul. <laughs>
1: <That's what> they- <laughs> Steve from television. <laughs> I love that. We got to talk about your TV appearance a little bit. We have a little break. I just want to talk about yeah. anything that was yeah, fun. Yeah. This fun.
0: This is so <laughs> stupid, man. All right. So uh,
1: say it. Say what you're going to say. Positive
0: Paul. What I was going to say is that the Sox look like they need a break. Mm-hmm. And here is the all-star break.
1: Yeah. After a Yankee series. <laughs> after a Yankee series
0: on the they road. Just look, the, the Red Sox look like. They need the all-star break. Just survive until then, I guess. I I mean, I just, there's nothing to feel good about. Like, I guess the only things to feel good about are the the reinforcements you're getting back. You got Evaldi, you got Whitlock, uh, hopefully Waka's not too far off,
1: and Sale on Sunday. But then right at the same time, Strom goes down, Story goes down. Devers but story is fighting should be through fine though. I, I think I think we got to put. I think
0: we got to be a little lighter on the story thing. He he. It's it still like he's... not sure that he's not going on the IL. No, but Cora said today that he should play in New York. So I don't think he's going to yeah. the IL. I think he dodged the IL stint. It could have been way worse. Is what I'm is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it, it could have. But I mean, it just still feels like you're not out of the water yet, injury wise. No, I you agree. Know? And I and, and
0: I want your thoughts on this. Every time Raffy swings, are you kind of cringing a little bit? Because I am. <laughs>
1: Especially when he takes those like lightsaber hacks. Oh my god! It's like, dude, just just swing the bat, just I swing know. the bat. I want to talk yeah. about
0: Raffy in this one, and it's like, uh, it's just it's not as fun when you get swept in a four gamer. But those golfing golfing home runs, I love the low and Great. in sliders where he just clears them out a billion feet. Those are awesome. I, I think one thing to watch if you're a Sox fan with Raffy, some of his longest home runs are the pitch after he's insanely pissed off at himself. <laughs> I, I've yeah. consistently noticed that. When Raffy is like yelling at himself and like hitting himself in the head in the batter's box, there's a decent chance he's about to hit like a 450-foot homer in the next pitch. It happens a fair amount. So that was fun tonight. Uh, Cutter Crawford was good until he wasn't good in the seventh. Um, one other thing I want to talk this is kind of random, Joey, but I saw your tweet. Yeah. And I, th- I think it all the time. The conversations at first, I wouldn't do it. What are they talking about? What do you What do you think? JD, I I I saw JD and G Man Choi exchanging (laughs) words, and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about right
1: now? I think that's actually I think that's actually what made me tweet it. It was yeah, I think it was JD. It was JD made G Man Choi laugh. I'm like, what did JD just say to G Man Choi to make him laugh during this game? I don't know, dude. I I don't have any idea. I was I was thinking about like what my f- opening line. I think being a first baseman has got to be the worst one, because
0: then well you're you know Millar loved it. You know Millar was probably he probably used it to his advantage. Yeah. He probably yeah, just he, keep
1: talking during the pitch.
0: Yeah, let me just keep talking to you and kind of bugging you, getting your getting yourself out of the game a little bit, right? Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like you
1: miss a steal sign or you know chopper in the I infield. Mean, Where am I going? I could do that. That sounds easy to just like just bug somebody. Sure. But like, just hold a conversation, you know. Just like, you know, you get on base and Freddie Freeman's there, and he's like, "Hi, how are you? Nice to see you. How you doing?" Like, Hi, yeah, beautiful weather, dude. Whatever. My goodness, yeah, <laughs> my beautiful goodness, day. God. How are the kids? Leave me alone. I could, <laughs> I could not do it. Thank God yeah, I'm not a major leaguer, dude. That would have really held me back in my major. Well, this league is career.
0: this is the reason why it's good you're not a major leaguer because it would have it would have been a lot to do. Honestly, probably one of the
1: bigger reasons that I'm not.
0: I know. Without this first base talking thing, you're probably on this Red Sox team.
1: I know. I know, Steve. Stop bringing it up.
0: We got some more to talk about, but we're going to take a brief break on episode 33 of Inside the Monster.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
0: We are back on episode thirty-three of Inside the Monster presented by Odyssey. Uh, Joey, yeah, I did some TV. Did some TV. I know. You wanted I you know, wanted to dude. talk about that a little bit. I did I some did. TV. I, I'm curious. So here's the deal. I'm mm. curious of uh I'm curious of your thoughts because mm. I left it feeling good. Mm-hmm. I had, had kind of been hoping for a long time that this day would come. Obviously put a lot of time in with section ten and I felt ready, you know, it felt ready and it felt like it was a good moment for it now that we have the official show with the team and I feel like we got some good momentum going here even. It's so funny how I tie like how we're doing slash how the team's doing, it's like a percentage thing. It's like it's if it's an all, all-star vote or something. Mm-hmm. I tie those together and kind of you know, use that to judge that how where sense. I think that where I think we're at and I'm like, all right, this is a good time. This would be, you know, this feels like the timing's right. And uh, one of their producers reached out on Friday, wondering if I could hop on for Boston Sports tonight. We were at Fenway doing stuff, so I was like, I can't, but I would be super pumped to do this in the near future. They're like, all right, perfect. We'd love to have you on. And so, yeah, one of their producers, uh, Brian, reached out on Monday and was like, hey, do you want to hop on, you know, with Amina Smith, John Tomasi, and Phil Perry tonight? For early edition on NBC Sports Boston. I'm like, absolutely. That'll be great. Especially when they said I could do it on Zoom. I'm like, I can do it in my, you know, where I feel the most comfortable in the studio here. And uh, I thought it went smoothly. One thing that was funny, Joey, I'm very mm. used to TV just from working in Nesson for three years and been in the control room a lot and know how it all kind of goes down. So that that part, once I got on the Zoom like 10 minutes before they were live at six on Tuesday, I was it's just funny seeing it again. Because yeah. like I was freelancing at Comcast Sportsnet 10 years ago, uh, which is now NBC Sports Boston. So I've just, I don't know. I've seen a lot of the behind-the-scenes behind the stuff. And it's just funny to be on the other end because, like, normally I was, like, setting up, like, the, the Skypes and, like, you know, making sure that the B-roll was in and all that. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I'm actually going to be, like, on, on TV. This is a little nuts. But never really got nervous until the producer, it had to be, like, 20 seconds before I was on. He was like, all right, let's run through the topics real quick. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, I, I was... Like we got this, 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 and uh, you're up in five seconds. I'm like, oh, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, we're we're coming up live. But that's
1: scary. That's really scary. It,
0: that was a little scary. But um, but no, Amina's good, and you know she's been, I think, a huge addition for them, doing Patriot stuff, Celtic stuff, and she was the host filling in for Trenny. And Tomasi, obviously is leans a little negative, and, and he has to. I think that's part of his shtick, and. And part of how it works for him. And he gets clicks in the articles and all that. But he knows the ins and outs of this team very well. And Phil Perry, I'll give him credit. He's the Patriots guy. But, you know, he knows baseball. He knows these other sports well. And he's he's good at that. But I, I feel like I felt like I belonged. And I, I think that's that's kind of why I was uh, proud coming out of it. But I'm curious from your perspective, Joey, awesome. of, uh, how you think it, yeah. it looked.
1: Yeah. So I was going to say, ask me ask me my favorite part of your television appearance. What was your favorite part of my television appearance? I didn't watch it. Uh, I tried <laughs> I, to. You're like, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I posted I a see, clip. So though. you saw that. I saw. Yeah. So I saw the clip. I was actually. I was in Walmart. I was trying to pull up. Dude, the app situation that That's we're tough. doing with streaming. Oh my goodness gracious. We got to figure it out. So by the time I turned it on, it, it was like, I. It was something else was going on, I was like, oh, like maybe I'm. I'm, I'm early. There's no way that I'm <laughs> late. And I so I just ended up like walking around Walmart with headphones on, like listening to them talk about, like, is Mac Jones really a top 15? I'd say, I'd say right in the middle of the pack. I think, you know, this Patriots team is not the Patriots team of the past. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. And look, look, Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady. Okay? He's not. He's not. Uh, so I, I listened to a lot of that for you. So, like, that's enough. I appreciate um, that. But I, I watched the clips. Uh, It's so wild, man. It's It's wild that, like the faces on your television screen are humans in a room in front of a microphone, you know, yeah. they just it seem is like personalities. Yeah. But I think you did a great job, dude. Is that something you want to do? Is that like a, like a end goal kind of thing for you? Do you want to be a, a TV guy? No, I mean, what we're doing
0: now is, is what I love doing. Uh, the fact mm-hmm. that we have the socks show and I like it as a, I like it as a side mission. I'll tell you that much. Like I, I definitely enjoy it as a, while we're doing this thing and a way to promote our right. show. I think that's good. But it was just, I don't know, it's good to get the reps. I, I think it's good to get the reps. And it's funny, one of my biggest takeaways is like, you see these people on TV every night, and I watch a good amount of NBC Sports Boston. Like, I think they do a good job over there. And it you forget that they're like actually people. So like seeing them walk up to the set, like before we're live, I'm like, oh right, they're, they're just like guys and girls that just, you know, work in sports. <laughs> it's not, you, you kind of picture that they just live in the studio. You forget that they're just actually humans. Um, and in talking with them, I'm just yeah, I'm just like oh, you know, kind of like Tomasi's article. And hey, Perry, I agree. I'm like, fact, like I know these guys. I don't know these guys personally. I know a good amount of the Red Sox writers. I wouldn't say I know Tomasi much at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thought it was it was fun, and I was I was pumped to do it, and hopefully we mm-hmm. can do it more. But yeah, that's awesome. That's how but, that's how yeah. I feel
1: about the uh, broadcast guy. I feel that way more about broadcasters than the players. Yeah, like being around the players is like, yeah, yo, what up? That's Bogey. Uh, but something about seeing Dave O'Brien drinking coffee i'm like what are you doing there
0: you're a a real person i think you're supposed to
1: be on my screen
0: i like that people like us can be on tv like Mm -hmm. i like that i like that like guys that do a podcast guys Mm -hmm. that are a little more informal uh can be on television and Mm -hmm. that's why everyone's calling me steve from television yeah, well, you're from television. I bet that
1: would make sense. I just, I, I dude. now have a history in TV. It's just like all, <laughs> it's all I do. So, dude, speaking of um, of broadcasters, um, you know who's awesome at that job? Euclid on television, being loose and being Yuc- relatable. Yeah, Kevin Euclid. Yeah, he was awesome in this series, dude. He did, he did a great job. He did you hear his whole thing with G Man Choi and the music? I didn't catch that. No, dude. So. I guess pre game, uh, it must have been like during BP or whatever. G Man Choi like looked up, like waved to Yuke, and Yuke like waved back. He wasn't sure if it was to him or not. You know, he's just kind of generally looking up at the press box and he like gives a thumbs up to Yuke, and he yells, Turn the music up. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how to like yell down to him, like, I'm not that guy. I'm not. The- <laughs> <laughs> he thought you was the DJ it. or something? He, yeah. And then, um, and he wouldn't stop talking about it. Like he kept bringing it up throughout the game. He would be like, "The music is so loud here. How loud could he have wanted it? It's so loud. It's deafening here. You've been to the Trop, they, yeah? The music it's, loud? Oh, it's loud. I don't know if it's as loud as I gotta say. i don't like,
0: Ob brought it up a million times, like Club Trop, and and I know you mm-hmm. did. It's I don't know if it's that loud to like mention on the broadcast ten times, but mm-hmm. I I think it's the thing that's annoying
1: is the cowbells. That's what I. That's what I hate. Those are yeah, the worst. That's awful. that's awful. But I think it's so funny. that it's Just every time the music was playing loud, you could be like, "Choi must be loving this." G man, G <laughs> man must be running this joint, having the music this loud. Oh, he has to be.
0: The only I got one last thing. Just a stat mm-hmm. from uh, I saw Justin retweet this. Mm-hmm. And a, I'm ending my thoughts in this series on a positive note, and mm-hmm. it's about Rafael Devers. So he hit his 20th home run of the season tonight. And he is the first Red Sox player to have 20 homers before the All-Star break in back-to-back seasons mm-hmm. since Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz did it back in 06. So it's been 16 years since the Red Sox players had two straight seasons of 20 homers before the break. Rafael Devers does it, which is wonderful. And just stay healthy, man. Just stay healthy. Stay here Forever. And that's all, I, that's all I got. We'll have other shows where we do more deeper dives on Raffi. I was thinking about doing it tonight, but it just doesn't feel right. Four-game sweep no. at the Trop. I don't want to talk about the stat series anymore. N- this ser- at all? Do you have
1: anything else? I, I really no. think that was all I had. Yeah. No, no. I'd, I'd like to forget it. But I don't think this is one that you can just, like, crumple up and throw away. This is one that you should remember. <laughs> this, I don't know, want to remember this. If you, not maybe not you and I, but if you're the Sox, this is one that you can't like crumple up and throw away. This oh, they one better wear be this like,
0: going into New York City. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. they better wear this on the flight. And yep. I hope it's pissing them off. Like I, I'd, I'd like to see how many times they've ever gotten swept in a four gamer in the trop. I can't remember it. I mean, the amount of teams that sucked, the Devil Rays teams that were mega trash. Mm-hmm. And now you have, you know, over the last, what, 15 years, it's been basically this half of Ray's history has been mainly good. Yeah. I still don't think the Sox get swept in four gamers down there. They rarely play four gamers down there. I think that's a big part of it. But Sox don't get swept in Tampa. That just doesn't really happen. Someone send me that. I don't know. I might have to just reach out to Spear it's or something. worth looking up. Yeah. Yeah. It, this just doesn't feel like it happens really ever so I don't know man that sucked I mean there's no way to get around it if you're a Sox fan and you're in my me and Joey's replies and you're all pissed off and you're all Heims oh, doing that you know you should do that be pissed off it is totally right to be pissed off right now we're not I'm not gonna give some you know some silver lining after that series that series sucked and you shouldn't have lost all four you did there was some lazy ball play. Some lazy ball play. That doesn't sound right, but uh,
1: <laughs> listen, you got to. You can't be lazy with ball play. Got to be active. Oh, uh, so yeah. Anyway, it was get it, get down. You know, get your hands dirty.
0: Yeah, so that that series sucked. And uh, coming up next on the Jason Veritek episode of Inside the Monster, episode thirty-three, we will have our closing thoughts. As I mentioned before, coming up next. Alrighty, Joey, it is time for our closing thoughts. Real quickly, though, mm-hmm. just want to promote our July road trip, which starts on friday joey and i have been planning this for a couple of months we are so excited to be heading to new york city on friday we're going to red Sox yankees friday night if you're there hit us up let's chat let's talk socks let's be sad together because this could be another bloodbath coming up here i hope not uh let's let's have a fun time at that cruise ship in the Bronx, we are then heading to Los Angeles on Saturday. MLB's moved up the Futures game and the Celebrity game to Saturday. That used to be a Sunday thing. I don't hate it, though. Now that we got our trip planned, I don't hate it because we got both those events on a Saturday night. Joey is so excited for the Becky G concert that they're going to have at Dodger Stadium. I know we can't wait for that.
1: I've loved her since she was Becky F.
0: I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be Becky H soon. But, yeah, Becky G going to be performing – and we'll have a Saturday night in Hollywood. What up? How we doing? We're going to be doing a lot of vlog content, a lot of uh we'll be on IG live. We'll be doing a lot of stuff. It's going to be a lot yeah. of uh a lot of road trip material and then obviously we're not going to miss David Ortiz getting inducted. So Joey and I are going to be in Cooperstown two weekends from now. This 10-day road trip is going to be one of the best trips of my life and I'm glad we're going on it together, Joey. I'm
1: really stoked for it, man. I really am. I, I I have never been to Los Angeles, and I'm very excited to take in uh, what that city is. And to be at my very first All-Star Game, I think the media stuff, like that media availability hour there with the tables and whatnot, I think we're going to get some amazing stuff there. I really oh. think that we're going to walk away from that with like all-timers. So I'm, I'm very stoked for that, man. Uh, I'm also stoked for the drive to Cooperstown as much as I'm excited for Cooperstown the drive I have all planned out dude I'm gonna open your mind to late mid late uh, let's start with mid-century jazz you are going oh god your mind is going to explode (laughs)
0: I'll know when to put the airpods in and have some white noise on um yeah I mean it's funny because we're calling it the July road trip the only real road trip is the Cooperstown part but we're just gonna clump it all together it all it all works would you say so I totally agree with the the media available I mean that's my like pin tweet with the Rafi asking Rafi a question in Spanish about how he likes the big scoops name that that hour and a half it's 45 minutes each for the NL and then the al is like my favorite hour and a half of the year basically because all these guys get their own tables you can ask them literally anything it's not like they have PR guys next to them like it's just a free-for-all of anyone with the dentallada mm-hmm. so I'm exp- excited about that uh, closing thought time. As we mentioned in closing thoughts for our last episode, we were asking people to leave a five-star review and say whatever they want. We were going to pick the best one to get a 99 Pedro jersey. I was about to say all-star jersey. It's the BP jersey with the 99 all-star patch on it. Right. And we got some good ones. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read them. And, Joey, I want you to pick the best one that wins. Oh,
1: my goodness. What? Okay, a lot of pressure here. I'm going to
0: run through these, all right? all right? How many are there? I'm just gonna run through. We probably oh got like 30 god. total. I'm not gonna go through all of them. Oh my um, god! So much pressure. So here we go. Oh, all that right. one's that one's so long. I'm not reading that one. I have a thing if it's too long, and it's just like, oh, it's a lot of it's a lot of words. Uh, all right. This comes from shaking my horn. All right, Steve, the Talking Reese's Cup, and Joey Canoli <laughs> host the best Red Sox podcast. Listen to these two bozos give you the full breakdown of all Red Sox content, plus. Listen to Steve pick fights with his listeners while Joey anxiously tries to diffuse the situation <laughs> with stepdad jokes. <laughs> These guys are a solid duo, and they make me a wicked smart fan for the best baseball team in the world. Eesh, that that part stuff, but we love you, Xander. Go Sox, kid. That one's pretty good. That one's very good. That might be the leader in the clubhouse. So uh, It's titled Go Sox, kid from um, MRD. Best podcast for all counts of Red Sox baseball. Everything from potential weather, interviews, and game breakdowns. Can't forget all the stolen base topics. And it's not a game day, but Sweet Caroline is playing on repeat moments. The ITM duo who reports from probably anywhere at Fenway except inside the <laughs> Wait, That's Some
2: good. of these
0: lines in, the, in, in this review I didn't really get. And then that, you might have... That's good. MRD, you might have just won with the report from everywhere at Fenway (laughs) besides Inside the Monster. They won't disappoint. Go Sox, kid. That one's good. I think that might be my favorite one. I don't know. I mean, it's tight. Those two are really tight. Fantastic insight. This comes from Matty Ice. Fantastic Mm -hmm. insight and genuine reactions to the ups and downs of the season. In all honesty, if this review gets chosen to be read on the pod, I don't even want the Pedro jersey. (laughs) I want Steve to use that money instead to buy Joey a glove so he can avoid the pure embarrassment of dropping a home run ball
1: again. Anyway, keep the solid content coming. That one. Oh, man. Now I kind of want to give it to the guy who said that he doesn't want it. I think that was probably his plan, though. All right. This one's titled Podcast Revu. All right.
0: A man with a fake nose ring and early onset dementia. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, we said they could say anything. All right. I'm gonna start again. All right. yeah. <clears throat> a man with a fake nose ring and early onset dementia reminisces over the ninety six Red Sox while trying to convince his co-host to drop a diet of chicken fingers and peanut butter cups for cigarettes and <laughs> Ed's <laughs> and Ed's bubblegum. <laughs> Join the unusual couple as they navigate through their midlife crises, listen through their shared voicemail inbox. And read the latest Red Sox fan fiction for a summer you won't forget. If it's mid, how old do you got to be for a midlife crisis? I thought that was like your forties.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I'm 26. If I make it to 52, I'd be lucky. So this, oh, I guess yeah, just do the math, can, yeah, right? 62.
0: Yeah. Geez, am I am I going to be entering a? Mid- I hope not. That would that would be tough. That one was good though. I mean, we're already in one. It sounds like. Apparently, yeah. That's, God, uh, that's this a one good comes one from too. Big Noma and Griffey fan here, kid. Look forward to listening to each episode. Enjoyed helping Joey find the true identity of Red Sox stats. Would oh, love to get a ninety-nine. My boy. He wants a ninety-nine Nomar jersey, so he's already disqualified. Those weren't the rules. <laughs> Wouldn't want to have to spoil his true identity to Steve. It's not going to happen.
1: Oh, that sounds like blackmail. You're getting blackmailed. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think oh no. So. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tell you that it's Jason Veritek right to your face. You're, <laughs> you're just, not even gonna You're just gonna me.
0: say it. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. All right, I gotta. I'm gonna break the rules. I'm gonna read one that's a one star. Just because okay. this guy really thought he got us with this one. I'm gonna read this one. The, t- the title's bro. Dot, dot, dot. So he he's really it says Tessie, 10 1009. So Tessie's really upset. This is Tessie? This is a review from Tessie. Wouldn't be stunned. I called out Tessie uh, during the parade and then got boom sauced by Wally. So like this I might have an ongoing rivalry with Tessie. It says bro dot dot dot. Man. I really tried to give y'all a chance, but buying a five-star review on the show with a Jersey giveaway
1: is as cringe as it gets. That is... I mean, we are the first podcast to ever ask for reviews. Yeah, I know. No podcast has ever asked for ratings, reviews, subscribing, sharing with a friend. No podcast has ever done such a thing. Uh, giveaways, that it, it's all very new, and we're the first to ever do it. I totally get why that would make you cringe.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I totally understand it, but
1: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make a whole whole mess of sense now, does it, Tessie?
0: No, you could have left a five star and said that, but I it's again, what we're doing here is quote unquote as cringe as it gets. All right, last mm-hmm. one, pod review. There's two that were titled Pod Review. One had OO at the end, this one has U E at the end. Okay. Great pod. Makes me hate Mondays just a little less. Could be more funny. Could be a little more serious, but I guess for a pod like this, it does the job. Keep up the great work, fifty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's the I one. How it's it. Keep up the great it's, work, fifty percent. of the time. Could be funnier.
1: Could be better, but it's good for what it is. This gets the Perfect. job done.
0: It drops on Mondays. Mondays suck, so like this is good enough. Whatever. Hope I get the jersey. I got to I got a vote, Joey. I'm yeah. just gonna. I'm letting you pick. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with the one. Let me see. I got to go with the one that starts with that you have a fake nose ring and early onset dementia. Like, I think that
1: one's pretty funny. That was my vote, too. All right. That one wins. So, it, listen, that was not an easy race. Just because we both came to the, the the same conclusion does not mean that that was a, a far away leader. There was like three or four very good ones there. Yeah. Great job. Everyone that left a, a review, uh, a podcast review. And
0: keep leaving them. I mean, who's to say I don't just, like, make this a weekly thing? Where if yeah. you leave a five star review and say whatever you want, that I'll pick you to stuff win to give a jersey. Away. Yeah, we'll we'll keep giving oh. stuff away. I like giving stuff away. I've always I been got doing that. I got a Mookie that. Betts Funko that I don't want. You can yeah. have that. I don't want it either. So yeah, let's let's give that away. We just start giving away stuff we don't want. I got I got a shirt that doesn't fit me anymore. Whoever wants. I got that. some
1: used coffee grounds and <laughs> napkins.
0: <laughs> have that. So yeah, keep re- leaving the uh, five star reviews. Who won? Say What's whatever you want. So here, but that's this is the tough part, Joey. That I'm just now mm-hmm. realizing is that on a review, mm-hmm. on an Apple review, you can just you don't even need like your full name on there. It just says free jersey for me. That's like under the name title, and it says podcast Review. So it's not even like.
1: Well, DM us, DM us, but and you have prove to show us, us
0: proof. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, prove that it's you. But I, I, I also have faith in our listeners. I don't think anybody would would lie about it. But if you have some proof, please show the proof. But
0: I'm saying people want this yeah. jersey, so there might be somebody that lies about it, and I wouldn't even hate him for trying to play that game. But, uh, yeah, that was closing thoughts. Unless you uh, had something mm-hmm. to add, Joey, I think that think that works. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, my closing thoughts was was, was I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for a short, but I, I run into some people sometimes, Steve, especially in this city of Manchester, which you've got to come check out. Yeah. I just run into some people in this city sometimes that I just – there are moments I wish you were next to me. You know, there are moments I'm just like, I wish Steve was seeing this person because I'd like so to you, see how Steve reacts to this individual. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, it's just a, cer- a certain breed of trash that lives in this town that I think you'd be really fascinated by. But I'll, 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 I'll save my trip. story for, for a short here uh, at some point in the future.
0: I'll make a trip. In closing here, I just saw a tweet from Justin at Sox Notes. It's one of my favorite people. It's 72 games to go. Zero concern. Wow. So zero wow. concern. Z- no. I mean, I, mean just I got swept in a four gamer at the Trop. I got no concerns. I was gonna say I none zero. You don't have like one concern. I, I might have a couple, but i i take I take JP's word as gospel. So we have nothing to worry about. Yeah. yeah All right. I'll take it. I'll take Everything's it. fine. Next, you're gonna hear from us is very soon. It is previewing this Red Sox-Yankees series at Yankee Stadium. And, oh, boy, do we have a lot of things to say. That is the next you'll hear from us. But oh, until no. then, for Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peral. Go Sox kid! Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast.